Team Sports listeners. I'm your host, Erica Salda, the Queen of Team. Please tune in every single Tuesday. This whole hour of Saddleball Routine Athletes. Woo! And we're talking all athletes. Welcome and good morning, Santa Barbara. My name is Erica Salt. I'm the queen of team. It is a beautiful Santa Barbara morning. I mean, how, how much more beautiful can it get here? Um, saying my prayers, we're going to probably have Anthony come out later um, and add to our preparations for, we like to do disaster relief and be mindful of it. We're in a really bad season right now. Um, we are still in the drought. We need to think about those things moving forward so we could all enjoy our wonderful summer. In the house today, we have Ed Langlow, Dominique Hackett, Don Sanders, of course, the ever-ready, what, bunny, I want to call him, right? Richard Dugan, our producer, Christine Marie, and back, put our hands together, Emily Richardson is back, <laughs> and she's back this day. She's promised me at least once a month. Because it's her light that shines, and it's we need light workers like you, M, to be part of this programming. Because now that we're on the other side of everything, all right, we need to have people like yourself and and all of us here on the show to start anew, right? The new normal is, I guess, is the, the best way to put it. Let's go around and be thankful. We have a little thankfulness like we like to do in the beginning of most of our shows. And we'll start with Dominique. What do you want to be thankful for, Dee? Um, I'm thankful. It's going to sound weird. I'm thankful to my ex-husband. We had it. Okay. <laughs> he, he reached out to one of our kids that needed uh, some really wonderful, uh, loving attention. So to all those parents that are reaching out to the kids through this pandemic yeah. and making sure that everybody's mm -hmm. okay. Keep checking in. Don't stop. Keep checking in and making those connections. So great, great appreciation. Beautiful. That's a good story, Dee. And it's true because we've seen a lot of disconnect. I mean, I've seen a lot of families unite. And then I've seen a lot of families divide a little bit. And I know everybody's on their own path and their own journey. But it is important when you're going through something like this to view yourself. I always like uh, Richard's explanation of it. It's kind of a reflection. And I just try to, I honestly have tried to love my way out of everything. I mean, no, no judgment. I, it's going to pass. I know this is for my greater good. I know it sounds woo woo, but I mean, what else do you have to hold on to? Um, Emily, what do you got to share about that? I know you got light. <laughs> and then I, John, I got, I got all of you guys. <laughs> Oh, I'm so grateful today to be with the Team Sport Radio family. I am just so blessed to be here. You all put out so much light, and I am just so tremendously grateful. It is a beautiful day in Santa Barbara, and there's so much love and light and so much to look forward to for this upcoming summer. So I'm grateful to be here today with you all. Definitely. Right back at you. We, we definitely love you. Christine Marie. Well, I am we so. Need good, we need a good card for today, for sure. <laughs> we do. I'll, I can pick it a little bit later. How about that? But well, um, I wanted to be. I am so grateful to the nursing staff um, on the oncology ward at uh, Cottage Hospital, um, specifically Martha, who always remembered my name, always said good morning to me, always helped me feel so welcome. And then also the social workers there who have helped me place my mom in a 
nursing facility and are helping me get housing for her so while she's doing her treatment so i think it's i'm just so incredibly grateful for all of the people in this community that work i almost want to cry but that work so hard for all, all for everybody for especially the people who are the most vulnerable in our community and i'm just mm -hmm. so grateful that there are so many people supporting the people that need support yeah yeah most definitely well said christine oh the social hey, worker courtney kathy and courtney are the social kathy. workers i'm working with at the hospital Yay. Yay. shout outs we love shout outs hey don hey i'm grateful for the passion and power of youth yeah the future um and no one's excluded here because if your spirit's youthful and you're moving forward you're part of the future but uh, this last week my 19-year-old uh, son, who doesn't necessarily talk to us that much unless he wants a ride or this and that, he uh, he's just sat down here in the living room and just talked to us about everything around the world for five and a half hours. And I just want to say that to the teen audience out here and, and, and all the younger and olders that uh, the same way that the sun comes up in the morning and brightens and, and uh, makes everything feel better, it's like... Uh, your your parents feel really good like when the sun comes up when uh, young people are making progress yay. yay definitely very well said hey ed yes good morning good morning i'd like to i'd like to say thanks to a friend of mine les cushman he's always been there every time i've asked him for help with something the first time he helped me out we had never met we'd talked on the phone and wow. so uh les has always been there so Thank you to Les Cushman. Nice. Beautiful. Everybody needs a Les Cushman in their life. Yeah. And oh, yeah. He's also known as Richard Dugan because. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Dr. It was so funny. I made myself cough. No, but I mean that lovingly. It's a loving cough. You know, anytime you're coughing, it's, it's a sign of good luck. Uh, that's what my mother, anything my mother always said, there's always good luck. Oh, just got your car washed, pigeons flew all over it, left everything on your car. Oh, that's good luck. More good luck. Dr. D, what do you say? I say I am thankful for, uh, especially for Mother Nature and what she has been bringing us over the last few months uh, that has really, I think, helped uh, to keep us even though we're going through some of us are going through some rather difficult mental issues because of uh, we're slowly getting back into the swing of things it's not easy you know because of what's been going on the last 18 months and I understand that but I'm just thankful that so, at least in our part of the world here on the south coast mother nature has been very kind to us uh, that we are, haven't had to deal with a lot of the things that we have over the last 15 years I've been here uh, and we've been able to just kind of Okay, let's just kind of shake it off uh, from the past 18 months and let's let's see what we can do to get back together and have community. And also one other shout out. A friend of mine I met at Starbucks uh, about a year or two, maybe three years ago, and she had this gorgeous, gorgeous, huge white. And I can't even remember the breed of the dog name was the name of the dog was Lucas. And I saw a woman today. She wasn't there with Lucas. And I said, hey, where's where's Lucas? And she, oh, he passed away back in December. And I, I, I could certainly relate. Uh, so my uh, my shout out is, is to her and her uh, uh, her now in the uh, ethers uh, best friend, Lucas. 
Uh, fortunately, she's also gotten a new dog, so she's she's not alone. But I told her, I says, you're never alone because my dog, Makuchla, and your dog, Lucas, they're both following us and taking care of us and watching over us. So that's my shout out for the day. Oh. That's oh, so beautiful. beautiful. All right. So let's do this. Let's take a break. We've got Dominique Hackett right up after these messages. And this is Santa Barbara Teen Sports Radio Show. I am your host, Erica Salda, the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday at 9 a.m. Welcome back to Teen Sports Radio. I'm Dominique Hackett. And today we're talking about lots of things that are happening as we're moving back into a new normal. And one of the things that I've been tracking is how have our kids been doing in school and um, there's different articles coming out measuring their uh, scholastic successes, but also scholastic failures coming out of this pandemic. And it seems like um, those students that were more, maybe you would call them nerds, that's the, the word they used in my time, uh, who were uh, less dependent on social. It's revenge of the nerds now because they excel. <laughs> less dependent on social interaction and more uh, perhaps introverted in their abilities to learn. They seem, if they had access to technology, they seem to be doing very well through this pandemic. But the students that needed the sports and they needed more social interacting to anchor in their process of learning especially if they have things like ADHD and so forth, they have truly suffered this last year. So they're literally calling it um, learning recovery resources. Hmm. And um, everyone, at least in the state of California, is scrambling to try to figure out how to get to our population. Some of the kids, there's over 150,000 children in California that did not even register for school last year. They didn't have access to technology. And even though they were public school students, they didn't even register. So they, we, didn't, ha- they didn't have the transportation. They didn't have transportation. Mm-hmm. They didn't have support at home in order to continue their, their scholastics. So we as a population need to recognize that our kids need our help in order to help them catch up from this past year. So um, please. If you have additional time and resources as everything opens up from the pandemic, consider helping out your local school and um, maybe offering to tutor students. Or um, if you only have time once a week, figure out something, uh, maybe help with a sport, help uh, coach, be an assistant coach for a sport. But let's give our kids in our community a lot of love. They need us. Beautifully well said. Christine, I'm, we, you're the teacher in the house. What say you? What do you think? <laughs> you, you actually thought that all this that's going on right now was, was going to happen. I mean, how can, you, how can it not happen, right? Well, I think, I think it's, it's, it's interesting. My, my, God, my godchildren, um, they're in Los Angeles, and um, their parents kept them home even though their school opened up because um, they felt that 
they were going to go to school, but just sit in a homeroom class with just certain people and not get any interaction. And she really didn't, and she didn't trust that other people were going to, you know, be as safe as they were. So, um, you know, and, and there have been some, you know, some struggles. Like my, my godson has a little bit of like, it's, I find it fascinating that even though it's, um, we're in the electronic age and we're on Zoom, there's, they still feel, um, some kids are still feeling outcasted. Um, they're still feeling like they're not cool. They're still feeling like they don't know how to navigate <clears throat> the emotional or the social emotional realm within that, um, the uh, electronic world too. And um, I mean, my goddaughter has uh, probably had a better time about it. She's a much more social person as it is. Uh, but I just found that the struggles there, and I, what I think is very interesting is, is with the kids who are home with their parents who have the resources that now the parents are being able to see their children in a new light to see their learning struggles to see the different things that are happening that maybe only the teachers would have told them before and they might not have understood so i think that that's very helpful and i think also one of the most helpful things about the online learning has been that kids can get up and move and run around and they don't have to be sitting at a desk doing something they can be in the house listening and doing what they need to do and on the camera but not you know, they don't have to just be sitting there being quiet because they could mute themselves if they need to say something. You know, that's my sense of it. I'm, you know, I don't have kids. It's not in there, but I, I hear the stories. <laughs> <laughs> Emily, this is this is interesting to bounce off of you for a sec, Em, because you've always uh, throughout the whole pandemic, you've been teaching. And so you're involved with families and you you actually try to build uh, on that by in, in, uh, including the parents to learn along with the children, which is great to help. You know, you do you doing your own little ministry work yet? I don't even think it just came natural to you. But uh, what do you think? I mean, I know parents talk to you. What do you say? What do you say? Yeah, well, it's been a real challenge for sure. I mean, I know at a certain point early on, the kids were, the parents were eager to get their kids in music, have their kids stay in music lessons. And so we did it online, but after a while, they had been on the computer all day long. And so, you know, then I had more, like in January, more dropping off from the online piece of things because they wanted that live interaction. And so it was that, that movement and that being outside and that connection is so important to learning and making those connections, those synapses connecting in the brain, right? There are seven types of intelligence um, that I love that, you know, I mean, natural intelligence, emotional intelligence, all that kind of stuff. So we've been focusing and honing in on very specific intelligence with the technology. So I do think that a lot of kids have suffered with that. And that's why it's nice that it's summertime because maybe just being connected with family and being outside. And I mean, uh, Dr. D talked about nature, right? Mother, uh, the healing power of nature. So playing actually teaches us a lot. So I'm excited about the summer and how kids can now get out because a lot of learning just happens in loving context, being on adventure um, outside. So those are just a few thoughts. Well, I love what they've done uh, uh, with State Street. Dominique and I have been going up and down there the last couple of weeks, and I hope they just keep it that way. I mean, yeah. I would stay. I mean, yeah. so there's always a transition, right? So of all the things that you've done to uh, for safety and everything like that. What can we actually, what really works? We've been figuring out State Street for 
I've been here for almost 40 years. We've been since Westmont. We're trying to figure out State Street because it, it slides up and down and up and down um, in recovery and then abundance. But it seems to, I like this. I think yeah, it looks good. Even it looks, as a it looks busier, right? It looks yeah. busier, like yeah. leaving it as a promenade. Yeah. I, I love that easier. idea. I love that idea. And it's been tossed around for a long, long time. I think 15, 20 years ago, there were some local artists that I was talking to down there and we were, we were saying, oh, wouldn't it be so great to have a promenade and to have grass down there to have much more social activity? I think it's really wonderful. Well, if you want families to come down there, you've got to give them family activities. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they should be like gaming centers. I mean, the kids can go gaming, parents could go get a glass of wine. I mean, just what back in the Midwest, I remember I was in my 20s and the bars are gigantic and, you know, kids can go in there because there was a section for the kids. Mm-hmm. And then you had fish fry on Friday and, and it's like there wasn't anybody in the town that wasn't at that bar at that fish fry. I mean, this bar is probably 5,000 square feet. I mean, it's gigantic. And then they had fans and whatever. It's just I like that. I mean, you want to, you know, if you build it, I think they'll come. So I think what we did on stage feeds, we built it. And I think more people will come. You know, I, I was, I've been wondering too about the farmer's market. I don't know if I've been down to the farmer's market on a Tuesday, but it's, it, you know, it's not as disruptive now because there's the blocks are always open. So I, I wonder, has anybody have gone down to the farmer's market regularly on Tuesdays to, um, to see how the feeling is there? And, and it might be nice to have there something be even maybe gosh, there could be a sort of semi-permanent farmer's market down on state street, you know, wouldn't that be nice, you know? That'd yeah, be that'd be really that'd beautiful. Be really nice. Yeah, yeah. All right. Don, do you have anything you want to say, or Ed? Yeah, with the um with the the healthy food, that's a good that you know, anything you can do to reinforce, you know, your studies, the outdoors, all that kind of stuff. Just all uh, it's just good habitable foundation stuff for now and into your future. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well said. Uh, Ed, when you're going to be up next. Do you have something to close us out with or you want to just jump in? Well, on the next I thing? haven't been. I, I went down to the farmer's market during the pandemic period when they had restrictions in the lines and you had to stand in a certain line to get in. I haven't been down recently, but I'm sure they're going to start relaxing some of those things. But as far as the promenade, uh, it, once they work out some of the issues with emergency vehicle access, I think it is going to become a permanent thing. It's really starting to look that way. Right. Uh, some of those parklets may not be able to be where they're at, but uh, but I think it's going to be a, a promenade in the future. So that's great. It's it's a good thing. Uh, driving down State Street. Excellent. In the past, yeah, you couldn't right. you couldn't park there anyway. You couldn't park on State Street. You had to go around the block. Exactly. Find yeah. a parking garage. So. You really, uh, other than being able to to drive down, and, and I think the tourists maybe used to like to do that, but and and the old cruisers, <laughs> but th- those things are obviously not going to happen anymore. Now they can walk or bike. Talk about good exercise. Oh, yeah. You know, that's really yeah. fantastic. And I do see a lot more families down on State Street now. Um, I do. I have seen that. And they've also made an interesting modification I'm very grateful for, and that is the at Victoria, it used to be blocked off between Chapala and State Street. Well, they opened it up. 
You do have to be careful when you're weaving around the parklets, uh, but at least it's a through way now. So they've opened that up. Uh, and, and I think that they should have all the cross streets open and available uh, to get across town. But I'm with everybody else. I am loving the fact that they have, because I'm with Ed in terms of, I mean, I loved cruising up and down State Street, but there is no place to park. Uh, they don't, and yeah, I know the delivery trucks have some problems, but there are back entrances too. So I think yeah. that it's a, I think it's a good thing for the, the businesses. I think it's a good thing for tourism. I think it's also a good thing for the public that lives here, the residents, uh, to have a place that they can walk and not feel like they're going to be mowed down by the cars. Yeah. yeah. I'll have to divulge my age here, but when I cruise State Street, <laughs> when I cruise State Street, there was parking. You could park on either oh. side of the street. I, I thought you were going to say it was a dirt road. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Only horses and buggies. Carriages. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, that was a four-lane boulevard with parking on both sides. The sidewalks were maybe four feet wide. Yeah. And when they changed all that, the parking and the and the number two lanes went away. But that was back in the sixties. Yeah. All right. Ed, we love you. Oh, you're not gonna no, you're not gonna make up for that comment. The dirt, the dirt path comment. No. No. Just, I was inspired by the by your uh, what do you call it the picture behind you. Oh, I, yeah. I saw a horse and I saw a horse and buggy in my mind. And I, yeah. I, I, I with it. Yeah. So. Okay, keep trying, okay. Erica. Keep trying. Fine <laughs> wine. Right. Just keeps getting better with age. That's right. That's yeah. right. This is a community love show. That's right. That's right. All right. Let's take a break. Uh, Ed Langlo. And if only I'd known right after this. Well, now together we will stand every boy, girl, woman, and a man. Teen Sports Radio Show. I am your host, Erica Salda, the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday at 9 a.m. Welcome back to Teen Sports. And if only I had known, I'm Ed Langlow, and I have a uh, program here that uh, is based on fathers with Father's Day coming up. I think it's, it's appropriate. So, Teen Sports and uh, if only I had known is based on a mentor's moment with the teens with us remotely, as well as those listening into the show. And today's, if only I'd known, segment is the importance of a father's love. This last week, I heard something on the radio about a documentary by Lee Habib. I believe it'll be released on Father's Day. But just the name grabbed my attention. It's called The Streets Were My Father. You might have heard something about it. I've heard it several times on the radio. But 
Uh, I listened to an interview with Carlos Colon, one of the three subjects in this documentary. And Carlos grew up in Chicago without a father in his life. He got into gangs and was in an altercation and was shot in the leg. When he got out of the hospital, he ran across one of the gang members that was involved in his shooting. He shot him five times, and that young man died that night. Carlos Colon went to prison for murder. He learned that his grandfather hadn't been there for his dad either, and with his girlfriend expecting, now his own son would have to grow up without a father around. While he was in prison, he turned to religion. When he got out, he went to a church meeting with a, a man named Nelson Vargas. He got up to testify at that meeting, and Cologne realized that Nelson was the father of the boy he had murdered years earlier. Carlos wasn't sure what to do, so he had another member of the church make arrangements for them to meet. When Carlos told him about the void growing up without a father, they formed a bond. Nelson told him, I will be your father, and I obviously have a void in my life, so you will now be my son. So as I researched this, I started seeing statistics like 85% of men in prison didn't have a father present in their lives, 75% of high school dropouts, 70% of boys that commit suicide didn't have a strong father present in their lives. My father was gone when I was growing up, and I made a lot of mistakes. And most of the mentors' moments I've done in the past two years have been based on my life's experiences and mistakes I've seen or felt I made. So I'm hoping to combine uh, some of these things to make some noise and get people to look at some of these statistics and encourage people to, and I'll use my friend Anselmo Villanueva's slogan, be the person you needed when you were a child. My advice to fathers is look at some of these statistics. If you're an absentee father, think about what the experience might be doing to your children and make an effort to spend more time with them. And my advice to teens without a father present in their lives, don't just sit around waiting for someone to find and help you. Talk to your mother. Talk to your counselor at school. Reach out to the Boys and Girls Club. Even if you don't think you need any advice, like I didn't, talk to someone. Promise you this. If we all make just a little effort, maybe we can steal some of these kids back from the gang issues, the depression, or their misguided directions. We can make a difference. Don't let the streets be their father. I'm Ed Langlo, and I'll see you next time on If Only I'd Known. Oh, Ed, that was so wonderful. This is Christine Marie. Thank Marie you, Christine. Thank you. And, you know, it reminded me, too, that, you know, there is a man, I don't know his name, but on YouTube, but he's he's the dad. He shows you how to tie ties. He goes around the house oh, and so does all the dad stuff where you can, yeah. you know, so go Google that. It's really lovely. He really because he did grow. He grew up without a dad. And I just it's, oh, I'm just so touched. Thank you so much for bringing that today. What is what is it called? What is his website called? No, um, not the dad of YouTube. So, YouTube. So you, yeah, YouTube. look up the look up at the dad. You know, dad stuff on YouTube or yeah. how to. You know, like the, the how to. It's really lovely what he does. He just. Yeah. It's, it's so nice when people who haven't had a certain something offer that, right? Because oh, we, yeah. you know, we are the. Well, I think there's a. 
and some of the teachings that I've gone through, it's like our wound is a doorway to our gift. So that thing, which we think, which has been withheld from us is really the thing that we're yes. here to give and to learn how to give and to support each other. Like, yeah, I didn't I, grow up with a father either. So as a woman, as a girl who didn't have that, it's very powerful um, to, um, I'm just yeah. so grateful to the men out there that are taking up that, 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 you know, to help all of the children. I thought of something along those lines of what you just said. It's the, the old saying that when one door closes, another one opens, and you just have to look for that door. It's not always an obvious thing that's going to fall in your lap. And with, with Carlos Colon, going to prison was probably the worst thing that ever happened to him. But finding religion, which led him out of the darkness, the gangs, and, and all this, was, was the new door that opened for him. And, you know, I thought about, too, that. Anthony could probably speak to the, the teen issues with the out of the darkness programs that he's involved in better than oh, I. Yeah. Yeah. So, very uh, huge. You know, so my, that, my, kids yeah. my kids did the same thing with, uh, they've adopted this gentleman. I, I got to get his name down in San Diego and they golf with him regularly. And he's kind of like the grandfather. My boys felt they never had with either yeah. both sides of our family. But when I heard that, I was like emotional and I felt so bad. And it's true because their grandparent, the grandfathers on both sides really didn't participate in their life at all. And they said, you know, your father will break that, that karma, that trend. And then so will you, yeah. because you know, when you become a grandfather, how important, how important exactly. it was and the meaning. So they, their thirst for it, I mean, they love this guy and this guy has really um, made them part I mean, they're planning trips together. <laughs> it's like, he goes, mom, it's not weird. I go, no, it's not because it's a soul tribe. And I've said this from the beginning, when you meet somebody, you don't know what the connection is. I look at Dominique and I's, our relationships, just with everybody on Teen Sports Radio. This is our soul family. Everybody yeah. on this program would do anything for any of us. And you, and you hear that. that. You hear that from some of the gang members. They talk about, they got into the gang because that became their family the, right. and, and they're suggesting that their biological family was not there for them. Could have been likely their father was, sure. was not yep. present. And yeah, that's what I, motivated them. I yeah. remember when this is Emily, I remember when I taught my first three years uh, of teaching was in an alternative high school and there were gang members in there. And I, I remember there's a movie called Mi Familia and this uh, gang leader, I, I sat down and I watched the movie with him because it was one of his English assignments and he had to write about this family and the difference between the gang family and the family family that you know a, a, a natural family organic family. and and it was so neat because i remember him actually crying and tearing up and it was a story i don't remember the particulars but a story about a mexican family coming over to la and the lack of a dad in the family and all the kind of things that lead you into that path right that that gang path and i remember him crying this kid and i was just I, I think that I made some, you know, we made some sort of breakthrough to understand that there's really a, a difference, right? That that family comes from a, a heart-centered connection and, and gang life comes from a, a survival mentality and a lack of that. So I'll, I'll never forget mm -hmm. that. It was very powerful. 
Well, it's the, the, the power of being a, a mentor and getting involved in, in the kid's life is you don't have to be their biological father or stepfather. Just be a mentor. Be anyone there, particularly with the boys, to, to straighten them out. I, you know, if I could go back in time, I'd, uh, I would slap the hell out of my 14-year-old self until I listened to reason and listened to the mistakes that I was making. And yeah, it's, it's yeah. really crucial that someone well, is it. Well said. Uh, Richard Ellsworth is, has joined us. How you doing, Richard? I, I'm doing well. I, I jumped in at a, at a moment where I have no idea what's going on. We are looking forward to your section right after these messages. <laughs> Teen Sports Radio Show. I am your host, Eric Assault of the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday at 9 a.m. Welcome back to Teen Sports Radio. This is Christine Marie with a view from the deck. And I've decided that I'm pulling a card for Richard so that uh, he'll, he can talk about it. <laughs> Richard, uh, middle, bottom, or top? Um, I'm feeling the top. The top. Okay. Oh, interesting. Prudence is the card. It's the Eight of Pentacles. And I look at this card, Pentacles, it's material. This card is about reaping the harvest of your life's work, especially in the material realm. And the, the plant in this card is like coming from heaven. And the plants look like the, the, the fruit that she's picking. They actually look like radishes, but they're coming from the sky. And they're red and they're heart-shaped. And they're really lovely. So I feel like it's about really reaping the harvest of our life's work. And this is the gross harvest and taking it in. And even though it comes from the earth, it also comes, you know, I believe we are spiritual beings having a human experience. So it comes from, you know, the spirit and earth. That's, that's what we're, 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 we're everything. <laughs> so this card really talks about, you know, understanding that what's happening now in our lives is, is, is that we're learning from these things. And, you know, we've just recently had a really powerful solar eclipse. And um, that was last, um, the, the 10th, last Thursday. And a lot of shadow stuff and a lot of um, interesting things have come up. I think might've come up for people over the last week or two, um, emotional stuff. And I think like, we, you know, we all learn so much from our lives. And if we can take these things that come up that seem difficult and really work with them and really look at them like, oh, what is this? Especially if it's emotional or difficult, then we can, um, we can help ourselves and we can help other people. Just like in a sense, we were just talking about, like if we weren't raised without a father and then we're hard, and we've learned how to father ourselves, well, then we can help other people learn how to father themselves, you know? Or wow, what a perfect card. What a perfect card. This is Richard with Mountain Sage Healing Arts and the Braille Institute. And that could not be more applicable to 
things that are that are going on right now. Um, I've spent the past week uh, here at at the at the Braille Institute putting together classrooms and making everything look good, and that involves spending a lot of material money and you know, as Christine said, bringing all of that new energy and, and new stuff in. And you know, I've been focusing on on getting things that that will be you know in service to others. So um, things that are that are high contrast um, rugs that are that are both black and white, and pillows that are completely fashion nightmares, but, you know, serve a purpose of, of identification where people can, people can look at things and, and even if they have low vision, identify exactly what it is, um, you know, positioning things so that people aren't going to trip or fall, keeping things organized so people can reach for things and, and just clearing, clearing space and bringing in new positive energy. And um, that way, when, when students can eventually come back, they can, they can feel that energy and, and they'll want to, Come in and bring all of their their friends, and and it'll it'll become a, a place that's that's uh, really a big part of of the community. Um, so it's very exciting. I've also been doing the same that's thing. That's so exciting. In. Yeah, I, I'm 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 absolutely thrilled about it, and I, I've been doing the same thing in, in my personal life, and um, just uh, <laughs> getting more material things to to sort of. Uh, uplift me and you know not 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 spending money in a, in a way that's that's not good but you know bringing in things that can that can help to uplift my my emotional sense and you know bring in some plants and you know fresh energy that way and and i really encourage everybody to to be doing that to, to create the the space and and uh and uh and energy to to readapt the space that they're living in to, to better fit their lives because we're constantly changing as people and if our environment is still stuck in who we were before while we're changing it creates a conflict and we may go home and start feeling anxiety and we don't know where it's coming from or why it is so we want to try and match those energies and um and and create create new space all the time so that everything around us is is constantly moving constantly flowing um and, and that's that's especially important in in our teenage years is as we really, really are, are going through hormonal changes and all of these things are happening in our lives that, that seem and feel so significant. And there's so much change going on all the time that our environment um, does need to keep up with that for, for our health and our emotional and mental sanity. Nice. Emily, you're really good at that. I'm good at that. How so? <laughs> well, because you know, you, you you adapt to an environment, and you're always looking uh, through your own ways. Especially, and it, music does that. You oh know? yeah, to, to, to everything. And as soon as you bring, as soon as you bring an instrument into the room, you know, he was talking about plants. But as soon as you bring an instrument into the room, all of a sudden, it just seems like a magical place. I think. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. And I was uh, thinking back about that fathering, right? Fathering in that material space. I, I have a chapter in my book called Healing the Daddy Blues. And so what we're um, what happens is we have to get in touch with both that feminine and that masculine energy. And the masculine energy can help us to create, right, and move forward in our creative expression. And the feminine energy can hold that space. So, you know, 
fathering ourselves, as Richard was talking, and creating that space, we need both of those energies as we're moving forward. And what I see is that parenting, like you're reparenting yourself so that that creative child, that light in the world can shine its light. And whether you're a child doing this or whether you're an adult doing this, that it's really important that we have that masculine and that feminine kind of working together so that we can shine the light and that the music can play. That's a beautiful, that's so beautiful. Dawn, you want to add to that? Because I know you're just, you're, you're ready. You're, I could feel it. Yeah. The, um, I think, you know, we're, we're all kind of talking about uh, guidelines for, you know, uh, youth to grow up straight and strong. You know, there's, there's, there's a little, there's a little story that uh, the mugwort helps the hemp grow straight, you know, in the field, the hemp grows up straight and strong because it gets a little, so we're talking about kind of like a trellis or kind of like a support thing. And so I think, you know, one fundamental thing is that we have appreciation for our parents because even if things haven't gone right or you're missing one, it's like whatever one you had brought you into the world. And so just fundamentally always got to get back to that. It's great, you know, activities that accumulate your good fortune. You're doing your best to be your best self. You're making good causes and uh, making lots of friends. And then another one, having patience, meaning don't compare yourself with others. Just make little incremental steps. I saw a cartoon. There's somebody reaching up for this ladder that has giant rungs that are spaced way far apart. But the other, other side, there's a ladder where they're just taking little steps. Sometimes it's just taking little steps to get up the ladder. And that's really, that's really, really important. My wife kills me in Scrabble all the time. I, I don't even think about winning anymore. It's just continuing. I have fun playing the game. You know what I mean? <laughs> and, well, that's, and, how, that's, how, that's how Richard feels in hearts. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, I'm lucky if I won, if I win one in four games, it's not about the winning, it's about just the doing and, and the yeah. enjoying. And, uh, you yeah. know, we keep we keep refocusing, which is really important on on taking care of our health, you know, and, and Richard's yeah. been always giving lots of suggestions about about ways all of us, I think, have been pitching in about about ways we can live healthier and live live better lives. Anyway, I forgot to say Don's Massage in Ojai. I also work between Ventura and Santa Barbara. Massage is a great way to settle down from and de-stress. Your, your immune uh, system, bring it up. De-stress if you've got a taxed um, uh, uh, <clears throat> uh, nervous system. And also, you know, just feels good. That's definitely. Don, we love you. You're, you're my masseuse, and I'm going to see you on Saturday. Let's take a break. This is Eric Assault of the Cleaner Team. We'll be back with more after these messages. Barbara Teen Sports Radio Show. I am your host, Erica Salt of the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday at 9 a.m. Welcome. This is the last section. We have a couple of minutes left. I just want to reach out to all those families out there. It's been grueling. It's been a lot of work this last year, and 
I talk to teen athletes all the time, and I've always tried to be a mentor my whole life, coaching for 28 years in this town, played, walked on to Westmont soccer, became the MVP, and my answer, and I, I, I had one um, senior come over, it was a little heartstruck, not being able to finish out, and I just was, I tried to explain to him, if, you, if you're not done with the sport, the sport's not going to be done with you. So take the time. Use other sources of strength via meditation, yoga, continue stretching, continue to keep your body up. And mentally, we, we talked about this many times, so many Harvard studies, mentally play the game. I mean, it's, it's proven that um, psychologically, if you're in the game and you're just 24-7 on the game, you're actually playing the game. I mean, it's just bizarre. So, if again, if you guys out there are not ready to – don't think that you have to surrender because you lost out on a season because that's just one of many seasons that you're going to continue to play if you're not over, okay? And trust me, that's just how it works. Um, you'll know when, it, when you're ready to hang up the cleats or the basketball shoes or whatever. You'll know. But, um, Christine, you wanted to say something about teachers. Well, I wanted to just thank all of the teachers in my life, including my softball coach, Coach Roach. I was at Laguna Beach High School and I had teachers, Mr. Cunningham and Mr. Sellis when I was in junior high. These, these male mentors just so helped me in my life as a, as a child growing up without a father. My mother made sure that I made good, conne you know, good connections with teachers. So I just want to thank, again, all of the people out there who are supporting the people that need support. We, we love you. We appreciate you. And we're so grateful for everything that we can do. Definitely. I, be, I actually coached for 28 years because of the importance of all the coaching that I've had in my life. So it is all about mentoring. And I love Ed Langlow's section on this show. Yeah. If only I'd known. So we can continue to smile. We are, we've got through the finish line, Santa Barbara. So let's <laughs> smile. All right. We've done it. We're, we're back. All right. The new normal is here. God bless you. See you next week. <laughs> Oh, wow. Nothing. 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 Noth